And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Minor on Friday the 5th of August. Uh, we're at the end of the week. Uh, I'm back down in Cool for the weekend. It's a lovely sunny morning. Paul, how are you? It is a nice sunny day here. Thanks. Good. And actually, I mean, the commodity, of course, that we should be talking about really today is not a mining one. It's an oil and gas one. And it's oil price. Obviously, it's collapsed yesterday down to Brent down at $94. Um, Obviously, there's a big difference between oil and gas. Gas is still very strong, but the, the oil price coming back. It's actually now 25% off its highs two months ago. Uh, you should start seeing the price of petrol pumps falling dramatically. You should start to see your energy bills falling fairly fast. In fact, energy makes up 50% of that 13% prediction in inflation. And yet energy is off 25%. That makes that prediction look absolutely absurd. Um, and of course, as energy and oil price comes off, that actually is very good news for the mining companies. As we know, mining companies have been reporting a squeeze on costs. One of the biggest squeezes there is their energy. And of course, they use a huge amount of diesel in their mining operations. Seeing it come off 25% like that is exceptionally good news for the mining companies, isn't it, Paul? It is good news. And they also use fuel oil as well for running the power plants at uh, mining facilities around the world in many cases. So anything which is going to help uh, uh, reduce those operating costs is going to Im improve the margins. And I have noticed this morning, too, that uh, mining uh, commodity prices are uh, up a little bit today as well. So uh, the uh, rest of the economy is not being reflected essentially by the mining sector at the moment. Well, so it's not necessarily a natural sort of thought that lower oil prices is good for mining, but take my word, it is. Particularly, you know, I'm down here in Cornwall, Tungsten West. One of the reasons it had to pause its its operations, well, it's now getting them back going again, uh, is was because the, the cost of all the diesel and fuel was just so high uh, for what they're budgeted. This lower price will be, be a, bring them a big smile. Uh, anyway, let's move on to news today, which is what this is all about. Let's start with our, our little favourite and a Shanghai Mining Club member, Guanajuato Silver. Um, they've completed their deal, haven't they, Paul? Yes, they sure have. The mini Fresneo, as you call these guys, uh, they uh, have made a big step in that regard with the completion of uh, the Mexico assets acquisition from uh, TSX listed Great Panther. It changes G Silver's production profile to uh, five mines, of which three have active uh, production facilities at the mo at the moment. Not only the El Cubo mine operation, but now uh, the San Ignacio uh, deposit uh, will be brought back to production within about 90 days' time. And then the Topio mine, which is already operating at this point in time, uh, is projected to produce something over 1 million ounces in silver equivalent uh, for this year of 2022. So definitely a growth story. Oh, we love Guanajuato Silver. As you say, it's a mini Fresnillo. Uh, and uh, people should, really should be taking a look at this one. Uh, let's also have operating results from um, AIM. It's on AIM, Sharat Gold. Yes, that's right. Uh, they released half-year operating results here. Uh, the cap and deposit, which uh, is in Armenia, as I remember, uh, that 321,000 tons of ore produced uh, for a year-on-year -year increase is 6.5%, but the mine grade had come down to just below three grams per ton gold equivalent uh, compared to 3.3 grams uh, in the first half of last year. They did unfortunately have a fatality during this uh, period as well, the first in more than 14 months of operating period. 
because of the cost of rises we know across the mining sector, we saw all in sustaining costs come in at $1,420 an ounce uh, versus $1,063 an ounce uh, a year ago. So a particularly uh, larger rise in the first uh, half for Sherratt Gold in their expense uh, cost here. And otherwise, uh, no resolution yet on their alternative finance for the convertible bond that they have coming due in October. Now, one that's also caught my eye a little bit because it was a uh, it was a former client of ours at VSA, uh, and in fairness, uh, I think we got it spot on. The problem was we were just too early for the market, and it's a lithium miner in Austria. You you went to visit it, Paul, I know. Uh, European lithium, but they they've just announced a, a non-binding MOU with BMW, haven't they? Yes, they sure have. We as you say, we had covered European lithium here several years ago and thought it was going to be a viable mine. And BMW now says or is indicating that they believe it is too because they are agreeing a non-binding MOU with European lithium for first offtake commitment on any lithium hydroxide to be produced from the Wolfsburg. Uh, pegmatite mine in Austria. This deposit is unique across the uh, lithium space in the world in that it is a modern or to be a modern underground uh, lithium pegmatite uh, producing operation as opposed to open pit. And BMW is prepared if they uh, formally sign a deal to uh, prepay $15 million toward this deal. Yeah, it, it, it's underground, not for the reasons that maybe some people think those. No, it's actually in the, it's underground in a mountain. So you can actually go into the mountain, don't you? Yes, that's right. And the other thing is it, uh, it is in uh, relatively close proximity to an operating ski resort. So uh, it isn't the kind of thing that you would necessarily want to have an open pit operation near anyway. No, but it's one of those ones you want to do a site visit in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. Although I think you did your site visit in the summer, didn't you, Paul? Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we were looking at that uh, eight years ago. We were well ahead of the curve. We were looking at lithium mines 10 years ago when no one was interested whatsoever, unfortunately, except VSA Capital, because we had this dream that the transitional energy revolution would happen. Uh, so we were all just a bit too early, but we're still going there. Uh, anything else you want to quickly mention, Paul? Yes, yeah, Shanghai Mining Club member, NBC Gold Explorer Benchmark Metals uh, put out uh, update on what they think will be the timelines they'll be shooting for on the various uh, completion of development uh, activities on the lawyers gold silver project uh, there in northern bc they're looking for a release of the pea now for the fourth quarter of this year with feasibility study to be completed about six months after that then it's the environmental uh, baseline uh, Uh, information will finally be complete by the third quarter of next year and the feasibility study in the fourth quarter. Uh, So it's a pretty aggressive timeline, I would say, here, but there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to do it, given that uh, the uh, site is a former brownfield site, so a lot of baseline data is already known by the government. Very good, Paul, in which case I think we'll let everybody get off and have enjoy their weekend. It's going to be beautiful and sunny and we'll pick things up again on Monday. Thanks, Paul. Very good. See you there.